Welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life podcast, providing the simple answers to the complex questions asked about your financial future. Let's get you the answers you need about retirement, investing, asset planning, and the current market. Here's your host, Julian Rubenstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. My name is Julian Rubenstein, and I'm the host of the show. I'm also the president of American Asset Management, a registered investment advisor located in Boca Raton. Today, we have a very exciting guest, Marcus Garrett, who is the host of his own podcast, Life After Debt. So please join me in giving a long round of applause and a big welcome to Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So you have a lot to share with us, but I, we talked about some debt work, and the other thing was how to brand yourself on social media, among other things. Why don't we start with the branding? That sounds very interesting. Yeah, so uh, recently I've been focusing on YouTube, but I'm most active on Instagram before that started in 2021, really focusing on the brand Life After Debt with the Marcus Garrett. And was able to scale there from 2,000 followers to I think I'm a little bit over 11,000 now. Uh, and really it was, you know, uh, refocusing on a number of things. One of my favorite books that helped me kind of bring it all together is Key Person of Influence. And it talks about your five P system, uh, your pitch, your product, your partnerships, your profile. And then in my case would be publishing, which was a book that we uh, talked about called Debt Free or Die Trying. Okay. So you figured out a way to help market yourself through social media. Yeah. Yeah. And then looking to um, monetize that over over time. Um, so I had a guest on the show and he calls it, I guess I would do Billy to be moving into phase two. So it's building your brand. Then you attract the audience and then monetize. He called it the BAM system. OK. And now how do you how do you how do you get the audience? What's the trick to that? I've done it a number of ways. So I've been in this space, if you will, for 10 years. By my day job is an auditor. Uh, I've been a certified internal auditor. So that's why I like systems. I speak in systems a lot. I think a lot of people, they have dreams, they have goals, but they don't have a system to, to get them there. As far as what's worked for me, I niched down into personal finance. I shared my story. Uh, now, 10 to 15 years ago, I was just blogging online, like I think all senior millennials do. And then I started talking about, as I got out of college, you know, wanting to improve my personal finances, which I feel is like a ubiquitous story that you see everywhere now. That got some traction. I was already following the data because that's what I had learned from my day job. And I was like, oh, okay, I think I have something here. And then ultimately pivoted into the personal finance space, just finding what was natural to me, moving over to podcast from a blog. Uh, now I think it's short form video, TikTok, Instagram, but I think it's leveraging the talents that you already have and then finding the spaces that you can show off those talents and be successful. For me, coincidentally, it was Instagram. Whether you're younger, it might be you know TikTok and whatever comes next, AI, I'm sure, next three to five years. And then if you're older, it might be, you know, targeting your audience. It might be Facebook or um, other social media or actually more traditional print um, actually still performs well. Very interesting. You're saying print as far as um, uh, newspapers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, for example, um, writing with Kiplinger now. And, my, you know, my father used to give me Kiplinger magazines when right. I was uh, in high school. So uh, it's determining where you want to meet your audience at and then showing up to be successful. Uh, what article? What was the last article you wrote for Kiplinger? I contributed a lot to panels, and I think it was eleven ways that you can use your graduation money. Right, and it, so it was like a they uh they on the back end we can fill out we can answer any questions that we want, and then the editors go through and choose which ones that they want to uh, promote and publish. Got it. So tell me about this debt, the life after death. That sounds interesting. So. 
then it would have been about a decade into the journey. I was already out of debt. Uh, when I wrote the book, I was the story from the book was 22 to 30. I released the book, I think 31, 32. Um, and I, I just kind of looked at the the landscape also where I was, what I wanted to accomplish. And I just felt like the conversation just centered around debt. It seemed like everyone just talks about debt management. Uh, obviously, you have your traditional certified financial planners and financial advisors who are talking about investing and building wealth. But it just seemed like most of it was just we're just always going to be in debt, like this this general acceptance that debt is a part of life. And I was like, well, what about life after debt? Or what if you want to get out of debt? Or what if you want to do something beyond that? And so as I do a number of times when I don't see something out there, I, I create it myself and find I put a voice to it. Okay, so what were some of the things you, I assume you're talking about kids getting out of school, they have a lot of debt, they're just getting started. And you're right, financial advisors are saying, give me your money to invest kind of hard when you don't have any money. Right. So what were some of the tricks or not, you know, ideas you give people that are in debt? What were some of the things you taught? Them? So my system is a four part system. And that's actually the second version of the book. I worked with the editor to help me, you know, improve and better tell the story. So the first version was really chronological. And as, as you know, I was a blog writer by trade. So it's kind of really just a chronological telling of my experiences from 22 to 30. The second version of the book book is the system because the editor was like, well, you know, how do they chronologically is important, but not critical to their success. So it's D, define a problem, which in most cases is going to annualcreditreport.com because I think like 60% of people don't even know how much debt they have. Uh, they don't know how much interest they're paying. So, you know, getting a defined system around what do you truly owe. With that, you can then E, establish a plan. Um, and that can go any number of different ways. Uh, I think the most popular, of course, is the, the debt snowball. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with that, it would be paying the lowest amount first and then snowballing towards the remainder of your debts. But I talked to three other systems as well. And then once you've got defined, establish your plan, building a budget around that. One of my personal favorites happens to be 50, 30, and 20, just because I'm an auditor. I like systems. I like black and white lines to play within. Uh, but really, it's about what is the goal that you want to accomplish and building a budget around that will allow you to be successful. People ask me all the time, what's the best system? And I answer all the time, this best system is the system that works. And then around that T is trust the process. So D-E-B-T, debt-free is the title of the book. Very interesting. Very interesting. I like that. You also talk about participation trophies. Can you speak about that and what those are? Uh, I feel like it doesn't come up as much, but I'm sure it still plagues the society. <laughs> And it's just kind of really the, it kind of felt like, and maybe we still are building a generation on showing up rather than merit. And I get the genesis behind that. We want all to succeed. And we want all to, to have the ability to uh, stand on the literal trophy stand. But as an elder or senior millennial, I'm uh, 40, um, I still remember having to work. <laughs> I had to win the race. I ran track. I had to come in first, second, or third if I wanted to stand on the first, second, or third. And so I missed that participation trophy timeline. And I guess I still have a chip on my shoulder about it. And I, I still preach and practice through you know walking the walk that some of these things that you want to uh, succeed and life where you're going to have to work for them. You're going to have to put them in system place. You're going to have to have some patience to see them be successful. Uh, so it's the kind of a pushing it back against pushing back against just giving a participation trophy for showing up quite literally for participating. Got it. Okay. So you've been doing this for a while. What's something you wish you knew when you started that you know now? 
I wish I had invested sooner in that knowing that I could have. And what I mean by that is I just tackled the debt. Obviously that plan was successful, um, but I did not realize that I could have been concurrently or simultaneously investing. There was nothing stopping me. I just had this singular focus on uh, getting out of debt. And uh, maybe a better way of saying that, that I heard recently, I'm, I'm in a mastermind and you know it was you know school and really college by extension, in my opinion, and theirs as well, our shared opinion was it prepares you to be an employee. And so I didn't know about index funds. I didn't know about investments I could be making. I really didn't even, I, I probably scratched the surface, but I didn't know how I can go out and buy stocks. I just didn't know these things. And I, you know, um, I, the quote is, you know, teach the youth uh, what you wish you had learned earlier. That, that would be something I wish I had learned earlier and embraced earlier. Right. You know, I tell, um, when I meet people, there's a great book by Harry Brown called Fail Safe Investing. And I think everybody should read it it's, and you should, you'd love it. And it's really the fundamentals of, of investing. And it's, just, and I agree with you. They, they, they don't teach anything about finance, real, you know, investing in school. It's, it's crazy that they don't do that. You're absolutely right. Really shocking. So you've obviously had a successful career up till now. What's your biggest challenge going forward? I would say it would be defining what's next. So I guess if you were to take it by decades, in my 20s, I had my debt to tackle. In my 30s, I had my career to tackle. A quote that I heard is, um, actually, my father told me, so yeah, I should attribute accordingly because he's going to be like, you heard it from me, is use your 20s to learn, 30s to apply, 40s to teach and mentor. And so I'm now in that next pivot of figuring out what teaching and mentoring looks like, which I think I... I've scratched the surface of it through the through the podcast and through the book, but I guess it's maybe sticking with the theme of the participation trophy. It's what does my next race look like? And it's interesting because I've done all these talks, done all these chats. I've talked about paycheck plateaus, and I've probably maybe one or two promotions away from the top of my career. Yet I have 25 more years of work to do. Uh, so I've been a division manager. I've been near director level. So there's probably assistant. Uh, and assistant director, maybe director or something like that left for me. But I've got 25 more years of life to occupy, you know, assuming a traditional, I mean, age of 65 or something like that. So what does that next 25 year period look like? For me, I don't think I'll be remembered for my amazing audit reports. So I'm, I'm looking at what my impact and legacy will be on the world. That's great. That's, that's, a, that's a good challenge to have. And I'm sure you will rise to the challenge. I have no doubt. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience that we haven't covered today? Well, that they can watch that journey. I uh, just pivoted into uh, Life After Debt with the Marcus Garrett, most uh, active now and focusing on YouTube. Uh, I just feel like, once again, you know, surveying the landscape, although YouTube is 10 to 15 years old, I still think it'll be one of the platforms that stands the test of time and they have adapted well to all the changes. And you will be able to see me walk that journey in real time. And I'm doing that through two forms. I have the traditional personal finance, which is Life After Debt with Marcus Garrett, universally branded, which is why I keep dropping that name. And my pitch there, going back to the five Ps, is to help working professionals who are struggling with burnout find easier ways or better ways to make and keep more money. Traditional personal finance, interviewing your favorite influencers and entrepreneurs about their journey, either through or to Life After Debt. What I think will actually be my next thing that I'll be talking about in the next 10 years will actually be a second channel that I just launched and I'm rebranding around. And that's how to with the Marcus Garrett. I take listener questions, really doesn't matter the subject because I'm really fascinated with AI, chat GPT, these things that are coming up and, you know, you've seen my journey. 
when blogs didn't die, but when they when they ran their test of time, moved to podcasting. I feel like podcasting is not peaked, but it's it's reaching its tenured, its mature stage. What will this AI and these new technologies look like, and where can my voice fit in that? And I think that would be my how-to channel. Okay. Well, what's the best way for clients to get a hold of you if they want to, you know, chat with you and see how you can work together and help each other? Universally branded under the Marcus Garrett. That's also the name of the business, the Marcus Garrett LLC. And you can find everything that we talked about here, as well as a number of giveaways at themarcusgarrett.com. Great. Well, it was really enjoyable having you. It was a very different podcast, and we really appreciate it. And we hope to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. For more information about today's topics, please visit or check the show notes for more important information and links. Share, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.